0: this morning we're going to be celebrating not just the birth of jesus but his life his death and his resurrection before we get there i want to kind of continue on in our sermon series but it will lead us straight to the lord's table as we celebrate the supper this morning i'm encouraging you to use this christmas season to tell god's story through the nativity it's a unique way to tell the story through his birth why he was born taking each and every piece of that manger scene as you put it together and uh, be able to tell your children your grandchildren people maybe you're hosting for the holidays or maybe somebody who just drops by to visit that you might use that visual to point them to the reason for the season the stable as we talked about last Sunday is a picture of humility he yes king of kings was born in this world God became flesh but he was born in a stable a humble place because God humbled himself to the point of becoming a servant Then we talked about the issue of the innkeeper. Yes, you don't have that piece. There's never been a nativity set I've seen with the innkeeper, but the innkeeper provided the stable. Without that sacrifice, giving what he did have, even though it wasn't much, God still used it for his glory. Then we said in that first piece last week of Mary, the one who would be chosen, the virgin, because of her purity, because of her dedication to God and remaining pure, she was able to be used to deliver the Savior of the world and now a next piece normally we'd go to Joseph I'll bring that next week but because of where we're going with the Lord's Supper today we're going to put in baby Jesus let's go to that piece of the nativity set as I said this morning we're celebrating the Lord's Supper if you've not gotten a packet at the very end I'll give you an opportunity and we'll make sure that you receive those elements and as we remember his death his burial and his resurrection we need to understand there would be no Lord's Supper and there would be no celebration if there had never been a birth, if God had not so loved you and me that He was willing to leave His throne in heaven and take on flesh in the form of a baby, born in a manger, coming into this sin torn world to remove our sin, there'd be no reason to celebrate today. But today I give you good news. We have great reasons to celebrate. For the Lord Jesus wasn't only born and not only died on a cross, He is risen. That's not just a message for Easter, that's a message for every day that we wake up. So let's remember why Jesus was born. If you weren't here last week, turn to Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. If you were here last week, turn to Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. This is a verse you ought to have highlighted and you ought to have marked and it is a verse that you ought to share often with as many people as you can, especially every December. It's a great question to ask, why was Jesus born? They'll give you the words, he's born, uh, and uh, he, uh, well, will they give you an answer? Here's the answer. It's found in Matthew 1, 21. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's why Jesus was born. Jesus was born to take away the penalty of your sin. By becoming one born in the flesh to die for the sins of flesh. And had he not been born, we would have no reason to celebrate. So let's go quickly and look at Luke's account of his birth. Go to Luke chapter 2 now and verse 7. Luke chapter 2 verse 7. As you're telling people, you might even do this as you read the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. And putting each piece together and use it to to bring more uh, depth to the nativity scene sitting in your home. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. We look in on verse 7 in the account of his birth. He wasn't born in a palace. You would think that uh, this king of the Jews would be born in a very prestigious place, a very comfortable place. Even though it wasn't very comfortable in those days, surely he would have had the best of facilities. And yet we find he was born in a stable and as he was born into this place this king of kings and the prince of peace there was no robe for this king he received swaddling clothes the same strips of cloth that they would wrap their firstborn lambs in and that's what jesus took on as his little onesie as he was born into this world no plush crib there was no you look at a crib today and you look at the nurseries as we bring our babies in the world and man it is decadent it is built out and it is lush and it is soft and it's got technologies and it's got everything and man we pour everything into that nursery Jesus got a stone slab that's what a manger was and we'll talk more about that in a little while it, in isn't the cute little hayfield manger scene that you see, although there may have been hay in this one. It was a stone slab. That's all they had in that region of Israel. And there he was laid in that cold, hard piece of stone. As he laid him in that manger, that particular manger, that manger from everything we can tell geographically and historically was a manger that had been used time and time and time again where they would lay these firstborn lambs in these mangers to be inspected to make sure they were spotless and without blemish and worthy of the sacrificial uh, re- religious uh, ceremonies there in Jerusalem. And if they passed that test, the unblemished lambs would be preserved and they would raise them to a certain point where they would then usher them into Jerusalem where they would die innocent life for the guilty. St. Manger now holds the savior of the world. Bethlehem's fame was the fact that that's where they raised these sacrificial lambs, those lambs that they had looked to ever since Passover to be a picture that God would move over their sin if there was innocent blood of a lamb over the doorpost of a home, they never understood that those lambs were a picture of the lamb of God. And so as these lambs would be birthed in Bethlehem, they would be immediately wrapped in swaddling clothes. Why? Because they wanted them not to get scratched. They wanted them not to get hurt. They must be perfect, unblemished lambs. And so they would be swaddled up in these bandages and they would be placed and they would be inspected in these mangers. It's interesting. Jesus was born exactly where he needed to be born. The picture, the most accurate picture of why he was born. He wasn't born over in the big city. He wasn't born automatically in Jerusalem. He was born in Bethlehem because that's where all the lambs of sacrifice were born. He was laid in that manger, picturing that he was without blemish, a life that was pure and holy, acceptable as a substitute for your sin and for mine. That's why in John chapter 1 verse 29, when Jesus is called by the Holy Spirit to finally uh, launch his earthly ministry, and as he approaches John the Baptist, John would declare, behold, my cousin, Jesus, right? No. That's who he was. It was his cousin. But you know what John said in that moment? He said, behold, the Lamb of God, that what? Takes away the sins of the world. Back to Luke chapter 2, verse 7. It says there, as she laid him in a manger. That's why she laid him there. Why? Because there was no room for them in the inn. It's way too crowded as we documented last week. The census had caused everybody to come back to their nativity. Remember what we said a nativity means? It means the occasion of your birth. Everyone had to return back to their birthing place. Scores of people were now in town, and there was no room for them, much less Mary, an expecting mother and child. No room for them at the time of Jesus' birth. I wonder today if it's any different. I wonder if today, if we've allowed our world to get so crowded, if we've allowed our schedules to get so crowded, if we're so busy trying to work through the Christmas holidays to celebrate with everyone, that we forget to celebrate the only one that really matters. Make sure that your Christmas isn't too crowded. Make sure that you find room for Jesus this Christmas season in your family's life, in your worship, in your home, and in your celebrations. And one way you can do that, I give you the challenge, is to use your nativity set to tell God's story through that picture of the nativity. Well, go on to verse 8 now. Let's go back to verse 8. And it says this, in the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields. And they were watching over the flock by night, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. We look in on the rest of the story. We're continuing to build that nativity. The next piece is the shepherds. You see, God's plan of salvation has now been birthed. The king has been born in a manger. And what does God do next? God sends a message to the shepherds. Why the shepherds? He could have called on anyone. Eventually, the wise men will receive the message. Uh, Why didn't he go to King Herod and let him know there was a new king in town? Uh, why didn't he go to uh, the, 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 the religious places of worship? Why didn't he go to the priest and to the rabbis? Well, if the lamb has been born, who would you go to? Shepherd. The shepherds receive this message. These shepherds who were caring for their flocks, watching over those that would eventually be sacrifices for the temple, these guys are about to be put out of business. God comes to him and says, the Lamb of God has been born. Look at verse 10. The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. Underline that. I want you to understand again, why was Jesus born? Jesus was born for you. Jesus was born for you and me because we all needed a savior. We all sinned. We have all fallen short of God's glory. We were all separated from his eternal love. And yet God made it possible for us to be one with him again by sending a sacrifice. that would show up in the form of his only begotten son. Verse 12, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. That same swaddling that was used year in and year out for all these unblemished lambs was now securing the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. Verse 13. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven the shepherds began saying to one another let us go straight to Bethlehem then. And let us see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. Just a couple of observations. As you put those shepherds in or a shepherd in your scene and maybe you drop a little baby lamb in there. uh, Being significant of this moment symbolizing the reality of the shepherds receiving this message from the angels. We see their response during Christmas, during his birth. They didn't say, well, man, that's good to know a Savior's been born. Boy, that's good, and followed away as great biblical information. They responded with a passionate energy, a desire for nothing else but to go be with Jesus. It says they went in a hurry. They rushed out. They dropped everything. Can we drop some things this Christmas? Could we not rush to the mall or to amazon.com instead could we rush to be with jesus when i think about the shepherds i think about their desire one desire and one desire alone and that was to worship this newborn king they were passionate and they did it with their fervor and they did it with a heart of worship verse 17 and when they had seen this they show up and they see this baby laying where a sacrificial lamb should lay, where the Lamb of God is now laying. And when they had seen this, what was their next response? Look at this. They made known the statement which had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. So we look in on this, we see a shepherd's worship. We see the first reaction to those outside the family, Mary and Joseph, who get to see the Savior of the world. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. In this moment, as they appear before that manger, and they see the Lamb of God, they couldn't do anything but leave that place and tell everybody they could about this Jesus. I hope this Christmas... We don't just tell our family the easy crowd i hope we don't just tell those who gather under our roof but i hope this christmas we would be more passionate than ever before just like the shepherds to rush out into our day to tell everybody the story about why jesus was born hebrews 11:6 says without faith it's impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is that he was born that he exists They must believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. I read in on Luke chapter 2. The first response to the birth of Jesus, his nativity, was the shepherds. And the first thing they did was seek Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that moment? that they first laid their eyes on Jesus I'm going to show you a video clip it's from the chosen it is a reenactment it's not a movie camera a webcam on the actual nativity of Bethlehem but it gives you a good good perspective of what it must have been like to seek Jesus let's watch this together Will give you a sign. Behold, the Virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Uh, so beautiful. We, we must tell someone. We must tell everyone. 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 Yes. Yes. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've waited for this for so long. So long. He's on. 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 He's He's on. on. Oh, it's okay. He's on. Jesus We will name him Jesus and must go People must know people must know people must know. shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. To establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. I told you not to come back here. So where is it? Have you found a spotless lamb for sacrifice? morning, we have the same privilege as the shepherds. We can seek him, or we can be distracted. We can worship him, or we can just go to church. Today, we want to close out this service worshiping him through the Lord's Supper. You should have received a packet as you came in, if you would grab that. If you didn't, hold up your hand. We have some deacons ready. There's a few in the back. Oh, wow, this whole section needs Jesus right over here. (laughs) Help that one. Don't know how we missed you guys. Sorry about that a few more keep those hands up so we can make sure that you receive your packet I told you at the beginning of my sermon if there had been no birth there would be no celebration today if a lamb had never been born we would still be crippled like that shepherd that you saw in the video you notice it was a crippled shepherd that was among these shepherds in that picture that was running. It's a great picture of us crippled by our sin but then a beautiful reminder that Jesus came for that very reason to heal us of all of our diseases, all the disease of sin by becoming the Lamb of God. If you look at this next picture, this is what a manger actually looked like. It was just a piece of hewn out stone. That's all there was in Bethlehem. It was a very rocky region. There was no timber. There was no lumber and so they would make these troughs, they would just chisel them out and that's what they put water in or feed And, and then of course for the sacrificial lambs that would be where they would lay them for inspection. The very place of his birth, the very crib of his birth is a great picture just as this piece of bread. All of these are simply pictures to us to remind us of who we get to worship and why we worship. That picture of his birthing place would be a foreshadowing of his last place, his death place. If you look at the next picture, they believe that this is what many of the tombs look like. Much of where like Jesus was laid in, they found places, caves, uh, just like a stable in Bethlehem. A hewn out place with a hewn out bed of stone. He was born in this world and laid on a piece of stone. He went out of this world for your sin laid on a piece of stone his body which was laid in a manger his body which was broken for you and me laid in a tomb and three days later rose again from the dead that's who we celebrate today for god so loved you and me that he sent sweet baby jesus born in a manger destined for the cross. You would take your bread as Jesus did with his disciples. Before he would take on that cross, he would meet with them in the evening. They would go through the motions, and I pray we're not doing that this morning, but they would go through the motions of a Passover. They'd done it year after year after year. But then Jesus spoke into them, trying to wake them up from their slumber. And he took the piece of bread, and he broke it, take yours and break it as well. He said this is my body which is broken for you as often as you do it remember me. Lord Jesus we celebrate you. Lord every Christmas we're mesmerized by the beautiful picture of the nativity a sweet baby Jesus lying in a manger sometimes I think we forget why you were born if that sweet baby would be broken into pieces or today we remember your great love and your great sacrifice